Welcome to the Warrior Up Podcast. I'm Amy Smith. I've been teaching, training, and coaching fitness for more than 25 years and in love with Jesus for all of my life. I'm passionate for God and to get you moving out of your comfort zone and into living your best life for Him. Through pain and struggle, God has taught me life-changing truths that have healed my soul, set me free, and empowered my mind. Each week, I'll be sharing these truths with you, along with my heart, practical action steps, powerful stories, and key principles from God's Word to motivate, encourage, inspire, and even challenge you in your fitness and health journey for your body, mind, and spirit. Let's get right into today's show. Hey, Fit Family. Welcome back to the Warrior Up podcast. I'm Amy. So excited again to be with you today. It's such an honor and a blessing and a privilege to be able to have this time with you. You can be doing a lot of other things and you're listening to this. And I just want to say thank you from my heart. It means so much. If you guys would continue to share this podcast, you can help me get this message out to people who are looking for hope and some motivation too. I pray that it's inspiring as well. You know, everyone needs an encourager in their life. And I pray that I can be that girl for you today. I want to be your cheerleader today. I want to tell you that you are so awesome in Christ. God has planted greatness inside of you and he's so not done with you. I know it may look like life is too hard and you're not going to make it, but I want to tell you today, yes, you are in Christ. You're going to make it. Keep your eyes on him. Okay, so today I'm going to help us do that. We're going to be talking about six Christian fitness power thoughts and actions to get our buns moving. And we all need this every day, right? We do. Uh, Also, I want to let you know that next week for the next two weeks, actually, I have some special guests that will be on the show and I'm really excited about it. Can't wait. But that will be next week. Today you have me and I'm going to be sharing my heart with you. I, let's pray, right? I pray that we're ready, but let's go ahead and ask God. Let's be intentional and invite his presence into this conversation. So Father, we come before you again, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. We thank you for your mercies that are new every day. We thank you that you are a God who continues to speak, be it ever so softly. You whisper your love to us constantly. I pray that we will just take a moment to calm ourselves, to quiet ourselves, and to hear your voice. Not the shouts around us or the distractions or the negativity, but Father, that we will just calm our hearts and our minds and hear your soft, sweet, loving, powerful, overcoming, forever faithful voice. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, I hope you guys had a great Easter. So Easter was yesterday. I'm recording this on Monday. And today I was a little bit tired, um, quite a bit tired, actually. My body was really feeling it. I've shared this before in other podcasts, but it's really true. Whenever you're fighting the good fight and you're continuing to move forward and you're staying disciplined with the help of the Lord and his grace, I want you to know it's not going to be easy. So we need to get this idea of easy off the mind. We need to shake that off and understand that God created us to do hard things. And so we need to be willing to change our thinking and to see ourselves through God's eyes. And we're going to be talking about that today. 
So when I faced that workout this morning, my body really, it almost felt like I was uncoordinated. I was that tired. I didn't drink enough water yesterday. I had too much dessert. I had too much ham. (laughs) Today I was feeling it. And whenever I faced that workout, God was speaking to me and he does. Can I tell you, please do that workout and open up your heart, calm your mind and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you because he will show you some incredible things. I was really struggling with myself. I was feeling defeated today. Um, Of course, when you step out in faith, you're going to be attacked by the enemy and mostly in your mind. Now he is defeated. So what I had to do was take the wrong thoughts captive, make them obedient to the truth of God's word, who he says that I am, who he is, okay? Because he is love. We need to remember that he's not just, he he doesn't just have love, he is love. Now, love speaks truth, by the way. So God is a God of grace and truth. In the book of John, if you read chapter one, you're going to see that Jesus came full of grace and truth. He's both at the same time. If you become so gracious that you ignore truth, you're not really gracious and loving. If we become so focused on the truth and there's no grace, you aren't truthful and now you're not loving. <laughs> so it's walking in the spirit, remembering that Jesus is a perfect example of grace and truth, and then listening to his voice. Ladies, you have to know that you are perfectly and unconditionally loved today, right now, no matter what you feel like or what your body feels like or what it looks like or what you imagine it to be, you need to know that God sees you with perfect eyes. You're so loved. Don't give up on you. So I wanted to throw that in there, but I was fighting some defeated thoughts in that workout. And I was thinking as I'm working out what the enemy does and our own flesh, you know, our own enemy and me, the old nature that just experiences those moments of defeat where you want to give up. You feel like it's not worth it. You don't know what the point is. You know, you're just having all this negativity going on in your mind. You feel like you're not going to win. You're not going to overcome. You feel like it's not working. You feel like it's not worth it. You're not worth it. All of this crazy stuff. And you're like, where's this coming from? Well, did I tell you, Tim and I shared our testimony at church yesterday. So I think that that was just in my head and, you know, just you start questioning yourself. We all go through this at times. So today I noticed that, you know, just mentally I had a lot of stuff I needed to let out and give over to God. My body and my soul, it was resisting the love of God today. I had to lay it down. I had to humble myself and realize that I was accepting defeat and negativity because I was feeling like life was just too hard. Like it's just not, things aren't happening fast enough. I thought I'd be farther along by now. I want to give us some encouragement. Okay, we can wake up and get excited about our lives every day, even when the battles around us are raging and we have to go through some hard things. So I was thinking of that this morning. You know, whenever I was getting my mind right, I was working it out through that workout. I was getting that sweat on. That feeling didn't come immediately. That Those thoughts didn't come immediately. But as I was surrendering to the Lord through that workout and just being 1% better in the workout, just giving a little bit more and continuing to show up, so to speak, God was showing me, you're going to make it. Get excited about your life because I'm doing something great in you. I love you, Amy. And that's, Jesus is telling you that today. So even when the battles around you are raging and you're going through some spiritual warfare, or maybe you're just dealing with your own 
enemy inside of you, you know, the old nature and your own struggles. You may be going through some really hard things right now. We need to know that Jesus is alive. He's alive. He is alive. He is with you and he's for you. He is not against you. He loves you. He believes in you. And then out of that, I started thinking, I get to do this. I get to pay that price of a hard workout so that I can be better for my Jesus, so I can be better for my family, so I can be kinder to myself and kinder to those I love. And even people that are hard to be kind to, right? Because if if you're not feeling good from the inside out, it's going to be spewed on other people. And that is not the healing story that Jesus wants to write in us. Today is a new day fit sister in Christ. You can't go back and change the past, but you can start brand new today and create a whole new future. You may not have had a good start in life or even in your fitness and health journey. As some get started later in life, I have plenty of women who are so courageous to start this in their 40s and 50s and even 60s and later. And I want to tell you, once they've grasped that they can move forward right where they are and have a better finish, Than when they started, when they grasp that and go, okay, I can let go of the past. I can get fit in Christ at any age in any season. There's something that rises up inside of that warrior. And I'm telling you, their second half of their life or whatever portion is going to be greater than their former. So I want to tell you, I'm here to cheerlead you on today. I'm here to be your fit sister in Christ and just to, you know, grab hold of your arm, grab hold of your hand and say, you're going to make it. You're not alone. God loves you. He's given me a word for you today. So please take this very personally. And I want you to know there's someone in your corner. That's me. And I'm, I'm saying, come on, God has so much more for you and you can do it. You're going to make it. Just stay the course. Do the discipline thing, do the hard things. And I'm telling you, you're going to be used in such mighty ways, no matter what God has called you to do. You're going to overcome. He is good and he loves you. You're going to make it. That's my big word for you today. You're going to make it. So don't give up. Okay, so I was thinking of this too. So many of you have gone through so much disappointment and struggle in your lives, in your past. You know, maybe you had someone whom you loved that didn't call the champion out of you and you felt alone in your life. Maybe you felt like you didn't have a girlfriend or, you know, a sister to lift you up and to speak life into you. Well, I want to speak life into you today. I want to let you know that you don't have to live in regrets. You can face your past with Jesus. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, you're not going to jump over it, but You know, there are times that you do have to look at your past. You have to face your past with Jesus so you can move forward. I want to tell you, don't live in regrets. And every day that you don't work out, you're wasting that day. Now, I'm not saying that every day you have to push your limits and do the hardest workout of your life or it doesn't matter. Absolutely not. I am saying that face something that challenges you in your body every day that's good for you. That's going to get you strong from the top to the bottom, front, back, side to side. You've heard me, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know, physical activity is so necessary. So the walking, you know, moving throughout the day, 
Whenever you reach down to grab a sock, you know, you lunge down with your right leg, then maybe the next time with your left leg. When you go up steps, step up with the right leg the first time, then the next time step up with your with your left leg, leading with that leg. And so it's really good for that mind-body connection. But I'm talking about there, there are workouts that our bodies need. We need strength. We need to be doing some kind of strength training. Start out small. So vitally important. We need cardio. You've got to keep your cardiovascular system strong for life. It's, it's so important to your overall health. And then we need flexibility. I know I've said this many times, um, but I'm very passionate about the Warrior Up tribe and their workouts, 270 plus workouts that you can do for all fitness levels. And also, if you want to join the tribe, we do two Facebook live workouts a week and I show modifications for all fitness levels too. I'm going to coach you through. So if you're just starting, I'm going to say, hey, right now, go ahead and march in place. And then I'm going to say, hey, you know, modify this way if you need to. And I'm going to show you how to do that. So it's just really exciting. I love to work with all fitness levels and all ages. It doesn't matter, sister, where you've been, okay? Don't let limitations from your past stop you from moving forward into the healthiest and fittest body right now in the season. And I'm going to be sharing some things that we need to drop, like negative thinking so that we can move forward. Whenever you don't work out, though, we need to get this, okay? I'm going to be very truthful. You're getting weaker. And that's not what God has in mind for you at any age. Discipline must be your friend. In Christ, discipline is a gift. God made it up. It's his idea. Discipline is his idea. If you don't live a disciplined life... Okay, so this is something, oh, Lord, help me, right? Because I don't want to sound at all like I have this figured out. There are many areas of my lives, like I'm working on a book right now. I need to discipline myself to get that done. So I procrastinate all the time with this book. I am not being obedient here. I'm being very accountable to you and telling you right now that I don't have this all figured out and I mess up and I don't listen to God all the time and I disobey him and I put other things in the way. But when I don't have, you know, so when God's speaking to me and I'm not making time and, and I have all this chaos, there's going to be some imbalances there. So it's like, okay, today's a new day. Lord, how can I be more disciplined? What areas of your life are you allowing yourself to make excuses though? And it's really hindering your health. If you're not moving your body, you're losing strength. You're losing bone mass. And you're, you're losing muscle mass. It's so important to make discipline your friend. You've got to continue to move your body and intentionally. Your muscles aren't going to strengthen themselves no matter how many protein drinks you drink, right? <laughs> you know, we have this idea like, well, if I eat or drink more protein, I'm going to keep that muscle mass. No, you have to work your muscles. And then we fuel those muscles and help them recover and repair and re rebuild and grow with proper protein. But no, your muscles aren't going to work unless you work them. That book isn't going to write itself. I need to be more intentional with God. Listen, champion, sister, you need to move forward in what God has called you to do. And one of the most important things that you can do is take care of the temple. It is a big deal. I'm never going to say, oh, no, put that on the back burner. Put yourself on the back burner. No, your body is the tool. You've got to strengthen your body. So flip the switch and turn the thoughts of fear, dread over that workout, thinking pain is coming. This is going to be so uncomfortable. I hate it. Or the pressure. Take away the pressure and turn it into, I get to do this. 
Just take one step, show up. Winning the battle starts with showing up. You got to show up and you can do this. You can. The only workouts you regret are the ones you don't do. It is so true. A workout with Jesus at the center helps to clear off the darkness and the wrong mood and the wrong thinking and to equip us for the darkness without so that we can face the world around us with love. Love God, love yourself, love other people. You can't give others what you don't have. That's why we need to be filled with God's love. Take time to take care of you so you can get out of the way and help more people and serve the Lord. The key to a winning life that Jesus died for us to live is a mindset life. It's a mindset set on the love of God. It's walking in his love zone. You can't be half in with God and live the best that God has for you. Are you all in? I want to ask you that today. Are you all in for God? Be all in. A person with a right mind, number one, is convinced and has confidence that Jesus loves them. You need to know that Jesus loves you unconditionally. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on you. I will never stop saying this. I'm going to be like a broken record because we all need to hear this every day. If we don't understand how much God loves us, if we don't allow ourselves to receive his love, to lay down our wrong thinking, be willing to and to receive his perfect love, we are not going to have a right mind. And as it said, and it's so true, our thoughts lead to actions. Our actions lead to behaviors. Behaviors lead to habits. Habits become a lifestyle and lifestyle becomes our destiny. Instead of just aiming for the destiny, aim for right thinking in Christ. And it starts with knowing that you're loved perfectly, unconditionally, by God. So much that Jesus came for you. If you were the only one, Jesus would have died just for you. He loved you so much that he would rather die than live without you. And the most amazing victory story that we have that's true, that is truer than true, is that Jesus is alive today. He's alive and he wants to resurrect some dead bones in your life. There's a 96 year old lady who I saw on um, Instagram the other day, and she was fulfilling an Olympic dream. It was at some gymnastic meet. And she was on the beam. She was doing some crazy things. She was 96. Okay, now, to get to that place, to be able to do what she was doing, she had to work at it. She had to have a mindset of reaching that goal and that dream. Too many people, they never reach any dreams because they stopped moving and they stopped dreaming. What has God put in your heart to do? That's what I want to cheerlead you on today to say he's not done, but you've got to move. You've got to partner with him. You got to do the hard things and your body. Remember, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You, you have to take care of the temple. It is so vitally important because it houses the Holy Spirit and your soul and your mind and your will and your emotions. And I want to say, don't follow your heart, lead your heart to follow hard after Jesus. Like I said earlier, are you all in? Be all in. Too many people have these ideas of, you know, that's too hard. I'm too out of shape. I'm too overweight. I should be slimmer before I start working out. Or you get embarrassed. You think, what are people going to think of me? What am I going to look like? And so you don't even get started because you're so afraid of what other people are going to think or say. A lot of excuses come from, I don't have time. 
I have, or, you know, I've heard this before. I have a bad back or I have a, you know, I have bad knees. Now I'm not saying at all to push an injury, but I am saying if you strengthen those muscles around those joints, if you move your body and lose the weight, you're going to improve your health greatly and your back and your knees are not going to hurt like they do. You may have this thought of, I'm just scared. I'm scared. I don't think I can do it. I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, a sound mind and self-discipline. You may feel I'm just too depressed. I'm just not at a good place right now. That's exactly why you need to work out. That's exactly why you need to take those thoughts captive and move your body anyway. That's when Jesus, he's going to impute his power to you and strengthen your weak knees and strengthen your back. And he's going to give you strength from the inside out to get your buns moving. And you're going to be amazed at his work in your life. And why is this so important that I'm even talking about this? Because you are worth it. God has so much more for you to do. Don't give up. No matter what you're doing, you know, to press forward, what God has called you to do, you are worth the struggle. You are worth the adversity. Don't give up. By the way, this is crazy. Did you know that when you focus your mind on a certain muscle group, so let's say that I'm working biceps, okay? And I have, let's say even a a set of five pound hand weights, which, which is super light, okay? But I'm flexing my muscle. I don't even need a weight in my hand, honestly. Right now, I'm, just, I'm flexing my bicep. Do you know that by putting your mind to that muscle group, you actually can make that muscle work 22% harder? That's amazing. So what I'm saying is your mind is driving your life. Put your mind into action, into good action. And you can get so much more so practically in that workout, put your mind to the body, put your mind to the muscle and make the most out of your time. Don't let your mind wander. It's a skill to work on training your brain to stay focused. But in life, you know, focusing on Jesus, focusing on, I'm going to make it. I am getting stronger. The Lord is for me. He's not against me. I am not defeated. I am strong. I am victorious in Christ. He is my reward. Heaven is my home. He's not giving up on me. I'm not going to give up on me because he's not going to let me, you know, just getting your mind right in Christ and speaking life over your life. The words that you say today will be the life that you live tomorrow. What are you speaking? What are you thinking? Okay, so I'm going to go over these quickly. So number one, the action steps. Number one, we must walk in the love zone and not the fear zone. Here's the power thought with that. I am perfectly loved by God. Say that right now. I am perfectly loved by God. So the first action step to get out of our comfort zone and to get our buns moving, we must walk in the love zone and not the fear zone. And the power thought, I am perfectly loved by God. First John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Are you living in a spirit of fear? Are you walking in the love zone knowing that you are loved by God, that you're confident, you have God confidence that he loves you, that he's for you, that he's not against you? Do you know that Jesus has never given up on you? And even when you run from him, he runs to you. That's how good he is. Okay, so I'm going to give some practical examples. So whenever you're facing that workout, before you start, you have to walk in the love zone. So the love zone is, God loves me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
He designed me to move my body. He loves me. He is with me. He will protect me. He will lead me. He will guide me. He will bless my efforts. He is a good father who knows how to give good gifts to his children. I can't outgive him. So I'm going to pay this sacrifice right now, not to earn his love, but because I love him and knowing that he will increase my capacity to serve so I can serve him. I can serve others. The fear zone is I'm defeated. What's the point? I can't do this. Why do I even try? I'm too overweight. This is too hard. I can't do it. I never did this before. Why do I need this now? You know, it's, it's all the wrong thoughts. We need to know the love of God, walk in that love zone. That's action step number one, walk in the love zone. Number two, every thought must be intentionally checked. And this is so huge. Power thought. God is for me. Who can be against me? And that's Romans 8. A person with a right mind takes time to intentionally check each thought and then to take it captive, to make it obedient to Christ. You know, so what are those wrong thoughts that you're meditating on? Second Corinthians 10, three to five says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So basically we don't wage war as humans do. So we're not using words against people. We are using God's mighty weapons, his love, his word, faith in Christ. And we're thinking like God thinks. We're taking captive the wrong thoughts, the fear zone thoughts, and we're putting on the love of Christ and we're thinking winning thoughts about God and about who he says that we are. The number one key to a right mind is being convinced of the perfect love of God for you, for me. So number two, action step. We must intentionally check every thought and then we make it obedient to what Jesus says out of his love. And the power thought for number two is God is for me. So who can be against me? Don't let yourself be that person. Don't get in God's way. Don't get in your own way. Have a grateful heart knowing that God is for you. He's working for you. He's not done. He's not going to give up on you. When you run away from him, when we mess up, when I mess up, I can be confident that he's going to chase after me. He's a good shepherd. He goes after that one sheep. He loves you so extravagantly. So get your hopes up today. Number three, power thoughts to get our buns moving. Be willing to do the work to change. Number three, the action step, I'll say it again, be willing to do the work to change. The power thought is we can change in Christ, not on our own, not in our own strength. That's called pride and it's ugly. No, we need to know that we need Jesus. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the love of God. So how do we change? Well, we partner with God. We need to awaken to God's grace. His grace empowers us to change, to break a habit or to be free from our past. His river of grace is, it's always flowing. Just step into it and receive. That's why I was saying like right now we can flip the switch and step into surrender and receiving from God. He's that good. He's that present. Number two, believe that the power to change is a gift. Second Timothy 2.25 says God grants repentance or the power to change as a gift. You don't earn it. We just step out and we partner with God. We take a step and say, yes, send me, be willing, believe. 
Number three, all change begins by believing you're loved by God. I'm going to talk about this so much continually, the love of God. Romans 2, 4 says, don't you realize that it is God's love and kindness that is trying to lead you to change the way you think and act? I love this. This has helped me so much in my life. Let me read it again. Don't you realize that it is God's loving kindness that is trying to lead you to change the way you think and act? He's not angry at you. He's so much in love with you. His loving kindness, his gentleness, his sweet spirit is trying to lead you to change the way you think and act. Believe it and receive it. Number four, notice in that verse that I just read that his love and kindness changes the way we think. Then they change the way we act. All lasting change begins by surrendering your thought life to the word of God. Wow, that is so powerful. I'm telling you in my life, that is where God has done the most work. It's whenever I have grasped his word and I believed his word and received it and acted on it. Whenever you get it so deeply planted in your heart, your actions change. Number five, believe in the process that leads to progress. So don't worry if it doesn't happen right away. Jesus touched the blind man once in Mark 8 and then touched him a second time before he was completely healed. I believe that now is your second touch from Jesus. Today is the day that God wants to give you that second touch to say, let's start all over again. Let's start fresh today. Let's start a brand new chapter in your life. Let's move forward together today, a brand new beginning. And what a great time to do that. Number six, redefine yourself only as what God says about you. Disconnect from the past definition of your habits, your traits, and limitations. You are being changed into his image. See it, believe it, and then move. Real faith moves. And when you really believe it, you're going to move. And how do we really believe it? We can't even make ourselves do these things. It is a, a heart surrender. And what God does is he imputes our strength to be able to see the light. He gives us revelation. So today, would you just come and say, yes, I'll take a step. Would you do that workout today? Would you step out and do something that challenges you that you would never believe that you could do? And I have Kathy, one of my fit campers. I love her so much. She's such a gift. And she has talked before about her struggles with weight. And she says, I think my calling is to show others that if someone like me can improve my health, then anyone can do it. You just have to have the right mindset and lean on the Lord for guidance. She just said it all right there. In another text that she sent me, and she was struggling. She was having some back pain. She was having some foot pain, some shoulder pain, but she was still doing what she could. She was pushing herself out of her comfort zone and being faithful and trusting God. And she says, I know it seems there's always something with me, but I choose all capitals not to use that as an excuse to be lazy. I just have to modify certain things, but I will overcome. And I do in Christ. And she does. And then she sent me another text. This is at a different time. She says, I must say, my body is starting to feel better, energized, and my portions of food are smaller, which is a very big win for me. See, you guys, it doesn't matter what age, what you've been through in your past. You've got to stop letting fear dictate your future. And you've got to step out trusting that God will lead you and that he's faithful. You've got to partner with him and take a step in your healing story. And even with challenges, setbacks, and adversity, the Lord will see you through and you will get stronger in the steps, in progress. 
Kathy's been working out with me well more than a year. And it's been a journey. And she would tell you, you can't, you just can't give up. But it's God who will change your mindset as you surrender your heart to him. I want to share this text that she sent. She says, Amy, thank you so much. I've been looking for a program such as this that includes faith and fitness. And finally, I found it. She and I both know that the Lord connected our steps. The Lord will guide you to what you should do, but don't make not finding something as an excuse. You will find what you're looking for. You got to do a little bit of work. You have to partner with God, just like the, the bird has to go out and get the worm. God provides the worm, but the bird has to go get it. God has provided your victories for you, but you have to step out and go get it. Okay, number four action step. You have to choose to do hard things. The power thought is this. God gives his toughest battles to his bravest soldiers. So you may feel powerless and in yourself. Yes, I would agree with that, but not in Christ. No, 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 not in Christ. In fact, you can do the hardest of things in Christ. You've got to take that step. You got to start that workout. You got to tell people your goals. You got to move forward. I got to write that book. I got to do, you know, the hard things as well. I got to keep going whenever my body says no. What is it that God has called you to do, but you're making excuses and saying it's too hard? Philippians 4.13, and I know it's talking about contentment, but isn't contentment stepping out in faith and trusting God that I can, that we can do hard things in him, that he will see us through? And then we're content that he will bring the reward or the benefit or the victory his way, his time, not in our expectation. And that's why too many people quit. The scale doesn't move or their body doesn't look the way they want it to so that they don't think it's worth it or it's taking too much of their time. It's too hard. Whenever the expectation should be, I can do all things through Christ and I'm content with his victory, his reward, his result in his time. So number four, action step, choose to do hard things in Christ. Okay. Number five action step is drop a problem focused mindset and believe God is working. The power thought in this God is always working everything out for our good. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God works all things together for your good. When you love God, you can trust that the bad things, the dark things, the hard things, the great things, all of it, he's going to work together for your good because he loves you. You have to focus on what you can do and not on what you can't do. You're not getting tired. God is making you stronger. That's the mindset. So be strong and courageous, like it says in Deuteronomy and Joshua. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, 10. Second Corinthians, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, I am strong. Isaiah 40, verse 31, one of my favorite verses, it says, but those who wait, those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And whenever it talks about waiting, you're working in the waiting. You're doing what God has put in your hand to do for the day. That workout, you're being faithful. You're letting that result come in his time. He will give you that strength when you wait and you trust in him to bring the result. He knows your body better than you know it. And he has that ideal fit body weight for you. So speak like this. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
body, mind, and spirit. I'm a miraculous machine created with love by God and for God. I am made to thrive, not to just survive. I put on the mind of Christ. I think like God thinks. I aim for constant thoughts that breathe life and not fear or negativity, but faith, hope, and love. When you think right, even about fitness and food, your body will cooperate. Train your brain to think like this and speak it from your heart. I am getting stronger. I am getting healthier. I choose to make discipline my friend. It's working at just the right pace. I can do all things through Christ. And with Jesus at the center of my life, today I'll do it again. And then the last action step, never stop believing bigger. We have to drop the thought that says it's impossible. The power thought is with God, all things are possible. So don't throw in the towel when the body tells you to let Jesus fire up your heart and give you the inner strength and the internal passion to drive your whole self, body, mind, and spirit to the next level. Galatians 6, 9 says, do not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time, you'll reap a harvest. If you don't give up, have a mindset that you're not giving up. You're not giving into, I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too this. I'm too that. No, you believe in Christ. All things are possible. My best is ahead and it is ahead because heaven is your home. Change happens in the pain zone. Pause and pray and invite God into this space of challenge because he is your strength. He is your victory and he is more than enough. Have an attitude of a winning mindset and have faith that God will move that mountain. All things are possible with God for those who believe. So think about the resurrection every day. This reveals the miraculous power of God to do anything. And he's still bringing dead things back to life. Think about the resurrection. Think about Jesus. Think about the cross. When you think there is no way, remember that Jesus is the way. Deal with the real problem. It's not whether God will help. It's whether you will believe. See, it's not whether God can do it. It's whether we believe he can do it. And remember that faith comes from hearing God's word. How will you know what to believe if you don't get in the word? Get in the word, fit sister. Write down scriptures. Meditate on it. Start somewhere. This week, we're reading the book of John in my fit camp, Warrior Tribe. So just to give you a point of reference, start with the book of John. I love this. You are bigger than a mountain. Believe that your words move mountains in Christ. Matthew 17, 20 says, you shall say to this mountain, remove from here to there and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. That's big. God sees you as an overcomer and you have the authority of Christ to move mountains. Now, it may not happen the way that you want it to or the way that you think it should, but stand on the word of God and don't give up and you will see your breakthrough. Just don't give up. Number five, meditate on people who had an impossible turnaround. Think about people who have overcome in your life. Think about Abraham, who was 99 years old when he had a son, or Sarah, who was 90. Moses parted the Red Sea. The list goes on and on. Find those people in the Bible and in your life that God has done amazing things. Fill your mind with their testimonies. Hebrews 12.1 says, we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. If it could happen for them, it can happen for you and it will. Stand your ground, especially when all hell comes against you. Don't give up. Remember, God gives his toughest battles to his bravest soldiers. And number six, God can't lie. There's one thing that is impossible for God and it's impossible for him to lie. On the other hand, the devil is a liar and the father of lies. So who are you believing today? Are you believing God and his love for you? Are you agreeing with the devil? 
and giving into defeat, discouragement, frustration. And I, I don't mean to say that it's not hard and what you're going through isn't terrible, but I am saying that God has a good plan. He's going to work it out for your good. Don't give up hope. God cannot lie. His promises are yes and amen, and he's going to come through and your best is ahead of you. It's ahead of you. I don't care what season of life that you're in. Remember, we have heaven to hope for. So it's true. I pray that this episode today has put a a fire under your buns to get moving, to take care of your temple and whatever God has called you to do to not give up. And I want you to know that by taking care of the temple, you're going to be that much better for the purposes and the calling that God has for you. Receive his love for you today in that workout. Face something that's hard and do it in his strength. And then tell me that you regret that workout. That's rhetorical because you're, you're not going to regret that workout. You're going to be amazed at the power of God at work in you. And you're going to expand your mind at the greater things that he has in store. He's just getting started. You know, when Jesus died on the cross right before he said, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. No, he was just getting started and he's not done in you and your life. He's just getting started. He's equipped you for such a time as this. Everything that you've gone through in your life, the good and the bad, he's going to use it as part of your testimony, as a part of your story, as a part of your love story to go change the world. Now get excited about making discipline your friend, taking action steps, get your buns moving, create discipline, create a plan and let's go. All right. So I can't wait to hear from you, your feedback and how this episode, what God spoke to you, please be sure to share it, share it with with a friend too, share it with a sister in Christ or a brother in Christ who needs this. And let me know if there's anything that I can do to help you in your fitness and health journey. So you guys, until next time, and remember, I have a special guest next week. I can't wait. Warrior up, get your buns moving and never give up. I'll see you guys next time. God bless. Thank you.